Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another podcast episode. I'm so excited. I'm almost lost for words and don't really know what to say. This week has been intense. Last Friday, it's Sunday now, okay, so nine days ago, I sat down to use my Pomodoro method of using momentum rather than um, motivation to get stuff done. So I said to myself, okay, I'll do a little bit of work on my slides. Now, I broke my own rule for a long time here, just saying work on my slides and not being super clear with it. But combining it with the Pomodoro method, it was fine. And I actually spent seven hours that day hyper-focused on finishing my slides. And then I took my kids to the beach to balance it all out. It it worked, okay? We have done an epic week. My kids have been excellent because I finished the slides that day and then the next day I started filming. And so from last Saturday to today, which is Sunday, I've spent 11 hours filming plus time that I had to wait in between for the video to save. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. This program is very compre- comprehensive. It's my parenting ADHD program. It wasn't my goal for the year. This year, I really wanted to focus on Energy Empresses, which is all about the five pillars of energy and living a really good life for people who are ADHD and a little bit sensitive. And those pillars are body, mind, emotions, environment, and spirituality. And they are the things that I've been studying and learning about for 16 years. And I thought it was all kind of disjointed. Like I was working on my exercise habits and my healthy eating and trying to get that under control. I was working on my emotions and um, finding what works for me in terms of staying emotionally balanced. I was working on my mind, my thoughts, what I need, um, nature, and that comes under environment as well. And learning about introversion and extroversion and how we interact with our environment. And then, of course, spirituality. So I've been studying all these different aspects. Turns out they are all super relevant to ADHD. And you guys have the same experience. Maybe you have the same experience as me of having the same goals every year and wondering why they're just not happening. So that's my Energy Empress program. Um, And I've got... Bits of that started, there's content in there already, there's tappings in there already. But then I really wanted to get this parenting ADHD program done because like I say, I've been studying this stuff for 16 years and I've been parenting ADHD kids as an ADHD parent for 10 years. And I keep being asked how I do it or like complimented or commended on the fact that I can single parent homeschool to ADHD kids as an ADHDer with like no breaks and how am I not overwhelmed? Well, I guess it's because I do mindset work. I do that energy work. I have these five pillars that I make sure are functioning well because I have had struggles. I've had deep ups and downs. I've had long periods of burnout. I've had to find all these easy, simple ways of shifting my life, of having hacks and strategies that keep things operating so it doesn't just all fall apart um, or unravel bit by bit, as did happen for a while. Because if your health unravels and you get chronic fatigue, then your house starts to fall apart and then that affects your mental and emotional state. And if you've got kids, that'll affect your parenting. It all ties in together. 
but those pillars are really important. So because I kept getting asked about this, I kept getting told that I do an amazing job. And when I would say how I do it, people would say that that's quite unique and they would commend me on that and say I do things differently. And I've given a lot of advice to other um, neurodiverse people, to people who are parenting, to people who are neurodiverse and parenting kids or people who are neurotypical and neurodiverse and parenting neurodiverse kids. It can be easy and it takes implementing all these little strategies. And I kept saying in my program that, um, hang on, I need a sip of, I've been talking so much this week. In my program, it's a couple of years ago, we had lots of little stresses, but every time you remove a stress or work on it, life becomes better. And you go on this trajectory where you still are having these ups and downs, but you're still generally going on this up improvement level. So you have ups and downs, but the downs aren't quite so down and things become a little bit more steady. So in this program, it's 10 hours of content and it's packed in with all the mindset shifts, the strategies, the simple actions that I use to work with ADHD, to flow with the energy and go with um, my kids. I'm sorry if you hear them. They want to be near me because we've had this really big week. My daughter just said fart, so I apologize if you can hear that. And now I said fart. All right, give me a second. So we don't use medication at the moment. Um, I've never used it. And we've managed to create a relatively steady life. Watch your feet there. You're wiggling the camera. Sorry for those on the podcast who are like, what's she talking about? Um, Okay, it's a little bit of a crazy podcast episode today. What else? I don't know where I want to. Okay. Okay, let me think. So my approach to parenting ADHD is really to work with the ADHD. So for example, I notice what the energy is like. And I don't mean it in this really woo-woo intangible way if you're not into that kind of stuff. But if the energy is, if there's really energetic energy and we need expansive time, if we need to go outside and play is an extreme example, or if we need to be doing something that's more generally focused, then that's what we do. And there is a flow throughout the day and Steiner Education believes in this. I'm pretty sure Montessori does it as well, um, where you, the human mind or the, just the human nature is to switch between expanded focus and focus, expansion, expansion and focus. So focus is things like now I'm focused talking to the camera. Um, there's a lot of brain power involved when you're ADHD. It takes executive functioning. So sitting down and doing schoolwork is focused, doing journaling is focused, anything looking down is focused. Doing things like cooking and art are a bit more expansive, but it kind of depends. Um, They can be focused as well, so they're sort of in the middle. And then real expansion is like going for a walk or um, dancing around or anything where there's no focus, like strong focus needed from the brain. Sports can be kind of expansive and doing things like rollerblading are kind of expansive. But if you're learning lots of tricks like I do when I'm rollerblading, that takes more focus. 
So I'm very lucky to have this luxury where we are homeschooling and we can follow this natural flow. But for people who have kids and have them in their classroom, it's really great that schools are starting to have body breaks or brain breaks so that the kids can get up and move around because it's hard to sit and focus still for a long period of time. So that's a really big way that we manage the ADHD. A lot of it is strategies, um, building our emotional regulation, working with the ADHD and using good communication skills as well. And there's so much more. Like I said, I've just recorded 11 hours of content on this in five different sections and many different videos. But I'm thinking about what sort of tips um, I can give you here or sort of the stories that I can share. So I really believe that however you choose to manage ADHD, it's important to have strategies. And there's a saying in the ADHD community that pills don't teach skills. If you choose to medicate ADHD, you will still need the skills. They can help um, make a, a more stable foundation to learn the skills, but skills are still really important. And like I said, for us, it is possible to create this foundation. Sometimes it takes a little bit of extra work, but as things become more habitual, and this is another lesson that I kept repeating in my program, once things become more habitual, they happen more automatically and it's less effort for the brain to do them, which is fantastic because, as I said in my program, um, you know spoon theory probably. The spoon theory is that we have a certain amount of spoons to use throughout the day. Spoons are energy. A neurotypical person, a healthy, abled person will have enough spoons for the day, but neurodiverse ADHD is people with disabilities or mental health issues or if people are unwell they will have a certain amount of spoons that they have to ration throughout the day so I talked about that and I talked about willpower and mental effort and um, decision fatigue as well so when you use habits that doesn't come from the spoons that doesn't create decision fatigue that doesn't need willpower and mental effort because it just happens automatically like when you wake up in the morning you get up out of bed maybe <laughs> depends how you're feeling but there are definitely habitual things that you do maybe you when you get out of bed you open the curtains without thinking maybe you um, walk straight to get a glass of water in the morning these habits happen automatically without us having to think. On the very basic level, you are breathing without thinking about it because that's just a habit. It's something that your body does without your brain having to think about it. So every little hack and strategy and response, we can start to make more habitual. So it's more automatic and doesn't take so much effort for the brain, which is excellent. And that is how I've got to this point where a few years ago, maybe we were struggling with a lot more different things, but bit by bit, we worked on them, we improved them, we found strategies and shifts. And now all those things are just implemented in our life. So they take care of themselves. One example is that for teeth brushing, we use a little tracker that goes on the tooth toothbrush and um, pairs with an app and shows how well the teeth have been brushed. And before that, toothbrushing was a struggle because I had to do the teeth for my kids and make sure they had brushed all their teeth. They didn't love that. Um, they didn't like the lack of 
autonomy and independence they wanted to brush themselves but we had this conflict where I I wanted to make sure they're looking after their teeth and our dentist told me that you should brush your kids teeth until they're nine because kids just don't cover all the spots then we found this device and we used this app and now my daughter can brush her teeth independently she can look at the app and see how well she's done she loves to look at the statistics on it on um brushing motion and using the right motion on how much coverage there's been on how much um, engagement there was you can see the lulls throughout the time and it shows how much time they brushed for it shows how well they did it it sends it to my phone and my daughter's tablet as well we've got the app logged in on both and I can see that she's brushed her teeth and if she says to me that she's brushed her teeth and I haven't got that notification on my phone well then I don't believe she's brushed her teeth and um, you have to make sure that the hub is on so it sends it to the phone but I tell her look you should have made sure the hub is on and I think most of the time she's tricking me (laughs) so she knows so that is great that solved a problem it reduced stress it gave my daughter more independence and um, helps her build that skill up as well there are hundreds of little things like that that we've implemented into our life that just make it go smoothly and be less stressful and more enjoyable there are techniques i've learned to um, have better communication to repair relationships when there's been an issue to navigate sibling rivalry to um, communicate well to adhd children i've also shared about the different aspects of things that are impacted by ADHD like our working memory and our motivation and our attention and I actually find it really interesting um, just to change tact here a little bit the term ADHD a lot of people are now saying that it's misnamed that it's not an attention deficit they're saying that it's actually attention regulation I am going to go one level deeper and say I don't believe that's all of it, especially as someone who is ADHD. Attention is like one part of it. There are so many other things that are going on for me and within ADHD is that aren't attention. And when you ignore them, you're not looking after the full well-being of the whole person. So the idea... The idea that ADHD is an attention problem comes from, sorry for my YouTubers and podcasters, I just had to refocus the camera, comes from viewing ADHD from the external lens and seeing that, oh, look, this child is having trouble paying attention in school. So that's where it stems from, ADHD being looked at externally. But there is so much more going on inside the ADHD person and we are learning more as more is kind of discovered and talked about with ADHD like at the moment there is a huge wave of middle-aged women getting diagnosed with ADHD because there are symptoms of ADHD that we didn't know were symptoms of ADHD for example for me I always thought ADHD was about losing your keys being disorganized and maybe being hyperactive my first introduction to ADHD was on the TV show Today Tonight where a young child was jumping on the roof of a car. That was ADHD. But ADHD is so... That's not okay. Don't do that. 
I'll pause for laughter. But that's not what ADHD is. There is so much more going on in the ADHD experience. And when I learned that ADHDs aren't necessarily disorganized, they can be hyper-organized, I realized that I probably have ADHD. And 30% of entrepreneurs are estimated to have ADHD. Um, And I just started learning about all these little habits and traits and struggles that I had. Turns out, Other people were having them too, and it's a specific ADHD thing. Turns out I'm not sensitive. Turns out I'm not, um, like, I would fluctuate with my motivation levels. Motivation is a huge part of ADHD. And in my um, mid-teens, I thought, I wondered if I had bipolar or something, because I would have these extremes where I could get so much done, and then times where I got nothing done at all and was just completely disinterested. Turns out... That's hyperfocus, And the times where I didn't get as much done is because the ADHD brain works differently with dopamine. So having this knowledge is really empowering. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent because what I started saying is that ADHD is not just about attention. Well, I suppose that tangent is relevant because look at all these other things that it is. It's the energy going up and down. It's emotions being up and down it's being extra sensitive to things it's about sometimes having insane insane motivation and getting so much more done than the average person and other times not being able to do even the most simple tasks so the way i see adhd is in terms of this um that foundation i was talking about the energetic foundation there is stuff going on in the body related to adhd There's neurochemicals in the brain. Your energy, your physical energy levels go up and down. Then there's your mind. Thoughts can be really fast and pinging. And side note, I also knew that ADHDers have racing thoughts. But I didn't have racing thoughts. And then one day I realized that I don't know what speed my thoughts go compared to other people's. It's just the speed my thoughts go. So maybe I do have racing thoughts. Who knows? And someone else explained it as popcorn thoughts or pinging thoughts or having multiple trains of thoughts going at once, which was so common for me. If you can see how many tangents I go on. Um, Sometimes I have two or three trains of thought that I'm trying to work out how to say all at once and then bring it back around because I want you to have all the information. Um, and there can be unwanted thoughts. So ADHD often goes in hand with OCD and it's now thought that most OCDers actually probably have ADHD or ADHD as well, however they want to look at it. Then there's emotions. Emotional regulation is different for ADHDs and can go up and down. Talking about emotions and the body together and a lot of these intertwine, for women, the menstrual cycle can be a lot more extreme and there can be a lot more changes because ADHDers seem more sensitive to those changes in hormones because hormones um, affect dopamine and dopamine is really linked to ADHD functioning. Um, So that's the emotions and we can seem much more sensitive. Then we have environment. We can be more sensitive to environment. I wondered why I had to have this strict routine just to feel well in my emotions and my mind. I wondered why I had to make sure I eat the right things, drink enough water, have outdoor time, exercise every day and have that balance between focused and expansive time. Why was I so sensitive? Why did I have to do more things than the average person? 
Turns out it's just ADHD and I have all these strategies for naturally enhancing functioning and that's actually a great thing. So I see ADHD as an energy. Well, you know, that sounds a bit a bit woo-woo, but all these different things are energy. There's the energy of our bodies. There's the energy of our thoughts. There's the energy of our emotions. There's the energy of our environment. There's attention. It's all about directing energy, not just focus and attention because emotions are not focus and attention. So that's how I see it as well. Motivation as well is a big energy thing. And I'm not talking just woo-woo because there are bodily things. Hang on. There are things going on in your body that affect these other things. It's tangible. Well, kind of as tangible as dopamine and, and things are. We don't physically see them, but they are there. There are processes happening. And once you learn about them, you are empowered to work with them. So anyway, that is my little rant. I hope you can hear me above those chatting kids who are going to be quiet, please, guys, for the next two minutes. Awesome. They're whispering now. Oh, my God. They're loud whispering. Hang on. So that's where um, that's what I wanted to share today about ADHD and my parenting program. If you're an ADHD parent, I welcome you to join into that course if you would like to. If you're an ADHDR, Energy Empresses will be launched at some point. It's kind of open at the moment for a little soft launch, um, but I'll be able to focus on that more once this ADHD parenting program is wrapped up with a little bow because it's pretty much done today. Um, stupid focus. Um, so that's what I have to say today. Some little insights about parenting ADHD, my perspectives on ADHD and how it works. And I hope this podcast has given you a few little things to think about. And next week I will have a podcast that's a little bit more on a particular topic. Um, I'm just done with talking and ready for a rest after 11 hours of, of content this week. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast, for watching the YouTube video. I'll put links in the comments if you're interested in any of those programs. Otherwise, I'll see you in the podcast next week. Have an excellent week. Good luck with your ADHD. I hope you stress less and enjoy life a little bit more every day.